The NFL playoffs have arrived yet again. This year, the NFC boasts several high-flying offenses. One of these offenses is led by the greatest quarterback of all time, looking to impose his will on a new conference. Another by the MVP of the first seven weeks of the season. It's safe to say a lot of points are going to get scored this weekend. We here at Thickman Inc. are here to tell you who's going to win their wildcard matchups in the NFC. And starring things off, the Seattle Seahawks, take on the Los Angeles Rams. And it still feels weird to say the Los Angeles Rams. But the Rams, unfortunately, have had their most important player not named Aaron Donald break his thumb. And normally, that would not be an issue for most NFL players. But it's on your quarterback's throwing hand. With Goff's thumb... I cannot see the Rams offense doing anything. Their run game is amazingly impressive and their pass game has relied heavily on elite receiver play and Jared Goff fading the ball in tight windows when he's having good days. I cannot see a world where the Rams offense can keep up with the Seahawks offense. Now granted, the Rams have one of the best defenses in the NFL, in my opinion. Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, two of the best defenders ever at their positions, but it's just not going to be enough to stop the Seahawks. Aaron Donald by himself cannot stop the run game of the Seahawks, and Jalen Ramsey can only take away DK Metcalf or Lockett. He can't take away both of them. All in all, this game is going to get ugly real fast, and due to the Rams not being able to score and falling behind earlier, they're just going to be forced to pass the ball over and over again, which will have limited success. The Seahawks will route the Los Angeles Rams 34 12. I mean, I hold many of the same sentiments. The NFC West was a weird place in 2020 when you take a look back on it. Early in the year, many people thought the Seahawks were the best team in the NFL by far with Russ cooking. He was on a historic pace. Then Russ began to get a little exposed. Their offense got a little exposed. Their defense struggled mightily up until they got Carlos Dunlap recently. They've been a little bit better. And at other random points in the year, people were calling the Rams the best team in the NFL. Isaiah. And on paper, I think this game in the NFC will be the closest wildcard game. But in the end, I do think Russ is going to pull through and the Seahawks are going to get the win. The team with a much better offense, the team with more offensive talent is going to get the win. The Rams on paper have the best defense in the NFL as far as points given up per game, yards given up per game. Their defense is really good. But when you have Wolford in there, or as Isaiah already stated, Jared Goff had a dislocated thumb on his throwing hand, their offense isn't going going to be that efficient chris carson has only been getting healthier since his injury he was one of the most productive running backs early in the nfl season dk metcalf is that dude tyler lockett is the most underappreciated wide receiver in the nfl i think the seahawks bring too much firepower to this they won the division for a reason whatever quarterback the rams field isn't going to be able to help them win i have it being 24 17 i still think the rams defense will be able to keep them in the game somewhat few things one how is someone the most underappreciated receiver in the NFL I feel like saying that in of itself is giving them appreciation but two the issue with and why I have this game snowballing the way that I do have being a much larger score discrepancy I feel like Jared Goff with his thumb or whatever pile of sticks they send out there to play quarterback instead of him is going to continuously turn the ball over and while that won't be a big issue in the first half because again the Rams have an amazing defense one of the best in the NFL I feel like over time that team is going to get worn down and worn down both by the Seahawks good running game an amazing air attack and the 
time of possession battle will be completely dominated in favor of Seattle. So I think he's going to get more out of hand than Tristan does. But we share a similar sentiment. The Rams, if not for the Goff injury, probably will have competed, maybe even won this game, but just not how it is. I mean, I, I could see it going how you have it going with the Seahawks dominating just because of how good their offense is. And if the Rams just don't have a good defensive game plan. They'll probably have a good defensive game plan. They've got Sean McVay. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be playing the Washington football team. The, the team that came out of the NFC least. The team that Doug Peterson sent there basically by benching Jalen Hurts in the fourth quarter. And as much as I want to say Washington is going to win this game, I simply just can't. They barely beat the Eagles who are trying to lose. On top of that, Alex Smith is even less mobile with a calf injury. And it is being discussed if there'll be some type of QB rotation in the game. I understand how good their front seven is. I understand how much the Bucks have struggled when they play against teams that generate pressure. They got embarrassed by the Saints twice, lost to the Rams. The Giants gave them big problems with their defensive line, and they struggled and lost to the Bears by one point. That being said, I think they'll be able to generate enough offense and outscore whichever quarterback situation the Washington football team puts out there. This score is going to be slightly close than expected just because of how good Washington's defense is, but I'm predicting the score will wind up 24 to 13 and Tampa Bay will move on to the divisional round. The Washington football team and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are two teams that are the polar opposite of each other. One plays in sunny Tampa Bay with a squad loaded with high-end talent, which is a relatively undisciplined group of individuals. The other plays in cold Washington, D.C. with a roster which it has its promising young stars, but it doesn't have any true high-end talent. They supplement this by being really well coached and very well disciplined. And while many could call this game an easy victory for the Bucs, I don't see it that way at all. The Washington football team has just about the best defensive line in the NFL, which constantly pressures opposing quarterbacks into making mistakes. They've got a veteran quarterback who is 5-1 as a starter who will be taking on a lackluster secondary. These two things won't be enough to make me pick against the Buccaneers. There is a pr- supremely talented group of individuals. But then you've got to consider the weather and the time of the game. When the Buccaneers, this team has to play in a cold climate or they have to play at night, they struggle heavily. And they'll have both these things when they face off against the Washington football team. Just look at what happened against the Bears and the Giants. The Buccaneers were a better team. They've got a better front seven, they've got a better quarterback, they had better receivers, and arguably they had a better coach. But they couldn't get it done. They lost to the Chicago Bears. They almost lost to the New York Giants. It was embarrassing on both occasions for Tom Brady and crew. Due to how bad of a matchup the football team is with their ability to pressure the quarterback and the issues that are faced by Tom Brady in this passing attack, I'm going to give the Washington football team the edge. In a very competitive game, the Washington football team will shut down Tom Brady and have a game very reminiscent of what happened to him last year with the Buccaneers losing to the Washington football team 20-16. to <laughs> I mean, I, I just don't see that happening. I don't see how Alex Smith's deficiencies, offensive deficiencies, I don't see that happening. I don't care about the cold weather. Tom Brady played in the cold weather for 20 years up in New England, so he's used to it. I don't. I just don't see that happening in any world. But there's also the Mike Evans issue, a player who started for stats and maybe a contract bonus, I'm unsure, but managed to get hurt in the Week 17 matchup. He is 
their best receiver, bar Antonio Brown going off, and he will not be playing in all likelihood. I think Tom Brady not having his check down, not having his tight end freak of nature of a wide receiver, his giant big body in the end zone to throw it to, will be a very big issue. The Chicago Bears beat the odds. A team both of us laughed at said there's no chance they're making the playoffs, picked and clawed and grinded their way into the seventh seed. A very pitiful seventh seed, a seventh seed which would not make the playoffs in most years, but a seventh seed nonetheless. Their prize, the New Orleans Saints, a team looking to make noise in the playoffs for the first time in a long time. Now generally, the Saints lose to the Minnesota Vikings or the Los Angeles Rams on terrible officiating. The Rams are likely a first round out, and the Vikings didn't make it this year thanks to Alvin Kamara. So that would lead you to believe the Saints are safe, at least until they run into a supremely talented team like the Packers. But that's where you'd be wrong. The New Orleans Saints are cursed. But you look back, and the Saints committed a crime against the sporting gods. They committed Bounty Gate. They sent their defenders after opposing quarterbacks in the attempt to hurt them. And the football gods have not liked that. They have been punishing the Saints year after year after year. First, the Minnesota Miracle. Then, the pass interference. And finally, Kyle Rudolph catching a pass from Kirk Cousins in the back of the end zone. It's been torture the past few years. And I think the torture will continue. I don't know how. I have no idea what the Chicago Bears, their inferior offense, their defense, which is comparable. I don't know what they're going to do to beat the Saints. But I know they're going to beat the Saints. And it's going to happen late in the fourth quarter. Whether that be a pass interference, which doesn't get called. Whether that be a Drew Brees strip sack, which gets him hurt in full return of bounty gate. Whether that be a Mitchell Trubisky tuck rule-esque play, where it's ruled as an incomplete pass. I don't know, but some Something is going to happen, something fluky, and the Bears are going to beat the Saints. I'm not even going to bother giving you a score for this game. To predict a score for this game in a Saints game is to spit in the face of God. Something will happen. I don't know what it is. No one knows what it is, but we just know it's coming. How many times do you need to tell us you don't know? It's like a, most of your predictions, you don't know what's going to happen. Tristan, have you ever been right? I've been right. I'm right every time, Isaiah. Shall we roll and the everyone, tape? Everyone with a brain cell knows how this game is going to end. Isaiah clearly doesn't have many left. The Bears do not belong here. They are frauds. They are a bad football team. And I think they're even probably worse than the football team. They were on a six-game losing streak before they got to play the despicable Texans the soft Vikings, and the irrelevant Jaguars. They have beat one good team all year in the Bucks by one point, and many out there will say the Bucks had not hit their str- stride yet at that point in the year. Early in the season, the Bucks, new quarterback, new system, you know that whole spiel. I do not see a world where the Bears make this one competitive. The Saints have one of the best defenses in the NFL, fifth in the league in points given up per game, fourth in the league in yards given up per game. Their offense is a well-oiled machine capable of putting up points with anyone. Bears fans or anyone for that matter, Isaiah now, I didn't know this before we were recording, are crazy if you think the inept Mitchell with zero weapons, except Allen Robinson, is going to take down the Saints. The Saints have crumbled in the playoffs before. I get that people say that are cursed but i do not see them losing to the bears i think they're going to win this game by a score of 35 to 14 and dominate the bears because seven seed don't deserve to be there i'm not a fan of the bears i don't particularly care for mitchell trubisky the unc product but there's a lot wrong with what you said one you're just disrespecting cordell paris and david montgomery and jimmy graham the bears have weapons their issue is the quarterback not capitalizing on them but to say this will be a rout. This will be an embarrassment for the Bears. Shows a clear lack of historical knowledge. 
The Saints don't route people in the playoffs come recent years. They don't have a quarterback who can consistently perform in January. Their running game's amazing, but the Bears' defense is amazing at taking that away. Drew Brees will be forced to win this game for the Saints. That has been our video. Let us know what you think down in the comment section below. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and we will catch you in the next one. And be aware, viewers, we are filming a 69 subscriber special as this video is going out there. So be on the lookout for that.